Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are reading in the book of Genesis. Now, last time we read Genesis chapter 27, where Jacob and Rebekah deceived Isaac into blessing Jacob. Okay? I'm not going to mince any words. That's what they did. Um, at the end of the chapter, Rebecca had said to Isaac that she was tired of living. Let me, let me just read this. I am tired of living because the daughters of Heth, these insolent wives of Esau, if Jacob takes a wife from the daughters of Heth, like these daughters of the land, what good will my life be to me? Now, mind you, she's going to send Jacob away to keep him safe from Esau. But she doesn't want Jacob to marry these women like Esau has. So I just want you to think about that and realize that. So there's there's multiple reasons, but one is she does want she does want Esau uh, to not kill Jacob. She does want Jacob kept safe. And she's already said previously above that, why should I be deprived of both of you both in a single day? Um, so she doesn't want Esau to kill Jacob, and then what would be the result of that? Would Jacob, would Esau then have to be, you know, punished and killed, or would, you know, I'm not, I, somehow she feels she would lose them both in that instance, and she doesn't want that. Nonetheless, she wants to send Jacob away. So we're going to read Genesis chapter 28, and uh, we're going to move forward from there. So Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said to him, You shall not marry one of the women of Canaan. Arise, go to Paddan Aram, to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take from there as a wife for yourself one of the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. Okay, so basically a, a cousin. May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you so that you become a great company of peoples. May he also give the blessing of Abraham to you and your descendants with you, that you may inherit the promised land of your sojournings, which he gave to Abraham. Then Isaac sent Jacob away, and he went to Paddan Aram, to Laban, son of Bethuel, the Aramean, the brother of Rebekah, the mother of Jacob and Esau. Hmm. Now Esau noticed that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him to Paddan Aram to take a wife for himself from there, and that as he blessed him, he gave him a prohibition, saying, You shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. And that Jacob obeyed his father and mother and had gone to Paddan Aram. Or Aram. So Esau realized that his two wives, the daughters of Canaan, displeased Isaac his father. And to appease his parents, Esau went to the family of Ishmael and took as his wife, in addition to the wives he already had, Mahaloth, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, the sister of Nebaoth, Ishmael's firstborn son. So Isaac's brother, or half-brother, Ishmael, which, again, this would be a cousin, basically. Or, well, actually, this is the sister. Yeah, yeah, okay. So this would have been a cousin still, okay. 
So Esau went to Ishmael's family and took another wife. I don't think that really solves the issue. I think Esau is still misunderstanding things. And, you know, maybe that's Esau's biggest problem is that he's not really focused on the things of God and and he's he's not understanding how some things are important and uh, and what matters. I think that's probably a big part of his issue is he's not he doesn't get it. Now, he does seem now over time, I'll tell you, as we move along, I mean, over time, you're going to see that he seems to mature and do better. But I'm still not sure that he ever totally, well, for lack of a better word, gets it that he really understands. Now, I'm not sure why that is, but I'm just just saying. Now, Jacob left Beersheba never to see his mother again and traveled toward Haran. Toward Haran. Now, that's sad. I did not realize he would never see his mother again. And he came to a certain place and stayed overnight there because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and lay down there to sleep. All right, so he made a stone his pillow. Does that make sense to you? <laughs> I have slept on the ground and stuff, and I don't think I would use a rock, but, I mean, whatever works for you, I suppose. I've used a lot of things, but I don't think I would use a rock. He dreamed that there was a ladder, stairway, placed on the earth, and the top of it reached out of sight, yeah, reached out of sight toward heaven, and he saw the angels of God ascending and descending on it, going to and from heaven. And behold, the Lord stood above and around him and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father's father, and the God of Isaac. I will give to you and to your descendants the land of promise on which you are lying. Your descendants shall be as countless as the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and the east and the north and the south. And all the families of nations of the earth shall be blessed through you and your descendants. Behold, I am with you and will keep careful watch over you and guard you wherever you may go. And I will bring you back to this promised land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Then Jacob woke, awoke from his sleep, and, and he said, Without any doubt, the Lord is in this place, and I did not realize it. So he was afraid and said, How fearful and awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gateway to heaven. So Jacob got up early in the morning, and took the stone he had put under his head, and he set it up as a pillar, that is a monument to the vision in his dream, and he poured olive oil on top on the top of it to consecrate it. He named that place Bethel, the house of God. The previous name of that city was Luz, almond tree. Then Jacob made a vow, a promise, saying, If God will be with me and will keep me on this journey that I take and will give me food to eat and clothing to wear. And if he grants that I return to my father's house in safety, then the Lord will be my God. This stone, which I have set up as a pillar, monument, memorial, will be God's house, a sacred place to me. And of everything that you give me, I will give the tenths to you as an offering to signify my gratitude and dependence on you. So this is 
Jacob being, I guess, you know, for me, I always think of God as being omniscient and he's everywhere. And so it would never occur to me to think, oh, well, God is actually here because I feel like he's always there everywhere. But here, Jacob had not really thought about, well, without any doubt, the Lord is in this place and I did not realize it. So he made this a special place. And you'll notice here he proms and promises to do the tithe. He says, everything that you give me, I will give a tenth to you. He promises to do the tithe. Now, Abraham did the tithe back, we know that he did the tithe back with uh, um, Melchizedek, Melchizedek, Melchizedek. But I don't know if that meant he always tithed or if he just tithed at certain times. I don't remember if that's uh, really, you know, elaborated on. Um, but here, Jacob is saying he would always do this. He would do this for everything. So that's an interesting uh, promise. But basically, he's making his own covenant with God. If God will be with me and keep me and, and give me food to eat and clothing to wear. If he grants my return, you know, then the Lord will be my God. So, but God has promised this already. He has promised to watch over him and to take care of him. So, these are the things that God has already promised him. So, Jacob is basically just saying, well, if you will do that, if you will keep your promise, then I, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to do this. So, I don't know that he's making so much of a deal as he is acknowledging God's deal and being thankful and, you know, God's covenant. I call it a deal because that's that's our terminology nowadays. But that covenant that God has extended to Jacob, Jacob is acknowledging that and saying, well, in return, I will do this. And that's, I don't really see this as Jacob saying, I'm trying to make a deal or something like that. I think he's just saying that he accepts that covenant and that in, in his part, he will do this part. He will do his part. I, I may not be saying that the best. I apologize. Nonetheless, you get the idea. So this is Genesis chapter 28. This has been Genesis chapter 28. Hope you have a wonderful day. Want to uh, thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.